The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. Heelandtoeapparel.com Heel&Toe Apparel is all about making clothes for people who love to drive. They're all about the manual transmission, and we support that. I don't know what else to say about them that we haven't said before. They make the coziest shirts cool sweatshirts the raddest hats they have a really cool new camo trucker hat i love the the new heel and toe badge logo or i guess you call it a shield logo and those shirts look really cool and uh yeah they've been making our rally shirts for the past geez i don't even know now at this point it's like 10 rallies or something and everyone is better than the next i swear it's like everyone is my favorite shirt and this last batch is the same thing we did the sierra rally rewind and they made us some really cool shirts black with gold and uh, i'm in i'm in love with them i think i i took three of them for myself so uh yeah check out heel and toe apparel.com forward slash dwa and use the code dwa at checkout to get 20 percent off your order support those that support us check out heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash dwa check us out and show your support at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome as well as you know giving us a little support for this uh weekly podcast we provide we also give you some cool benefits like free sticker packs discounts on Things in our store like the license plate stickers, license plate frames, rally hats, a bunch of other stuff. You also get early access to DWA rallies if you're in the area and events like Camping Wall Awesome. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren, and I am coming to you live from Dirtfish Rally School and their quote-unquote summer fest, although uh, it is, I don't know, Jeff, what do you think, uh, 52 degrees and misting? Yeah, well, misting occasionally with bouts of rain. <laughs> I'm joined by Jeff Evans, correct? Yes. Of Throttle Grotto, which, um, have you been on the podcast before? Yeah. I want to say SEMA. Is uh, that? I think it was at uh, Radwood uh, at Sonoma, the first one. Okay. Be sure to hold the mic up close because uh, we're going to pick up the DJ if you don't. Um, okay. So Radwood, Sonoma, um, up at the top there, overlooking the pits, kind of like, not the rainy Sonoma. No, it was the, the previous Sonoma that yeah. wasn't as rainy. It was nice it was and warm. Rather pleasant. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm actually on a solo mission here. The other guys stayed back uh, at home while I do a sabbatical in uh, the Pacific Northwest. So 
Yeah, the mission here is to advertise Radwood to the folks that are coming to Dirtfish's rally show. I'm guessing, I just call this a rally car show, but um, it's a little bit more than that. I mean, there's some camping element to it, some outdoors kind of stuff, more of an open house for Dirtfish, but pretty cool. Have you been to one of these before? Um, I haven't been to Dirtfish Summerfest before, but yeah, the, the amount of activities that are here at this event. Uh, there's the car show, which is down in the old planer building. Uh, they're doing some ride-alongs in the rally cars out on the course. Uh, the helicopter uh, was supposed to fly over with uh, kind of like a top-down look at what was happening here at the event. Uh, and then, yeah, like the up here where all the uh, exhibitors are, um, there's a lot of stuff going on up here. And then, of course... Uh, in front of the building, there's all of the, the rally cars from the private collection that are on display as well. That's right. Yeah, and uh, those are insane rally cars. I posted a video to Driving Well Awesome um, on Instagram of some of the cars coming in, which is a MG Metro, I don't even know the name, RB6R, I don't, I don't know what the, anyways, Group B MG Metro. Uh, there was an Aerial Nomad and then a... Audi Sport Quattro, um, to name a few. Oh, the Lancia S4. That's right, Lancia S4, and then some other stuff going on um, down there as well. They had um, a Peugeot Turbo. I, I, I don't know all these the Group B that, names. I but think that was a 205. 205R? Anyways, yeah. you, you, you'll get the gist of it. But we have been to Dirtfish previously when we were here for our Tacoma show two years ago. And we had the opportunity to come to Dirtfish, and then we got to see um, the owner of Dirtfish's uh, car collection, or part of it. I'm sure he has more than uh, just that, but it was all like the best of the best Group B stuff, some quirky rally cars, really, really cool stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, that is what's going on here at Dirtfish, and... Unfortunately, the weather, I mean, I know it's Pacific Northwest, so rain's not like a shock or anything, but it was looking pretty good a few uh, days ago on the forecast, and then here we are. It like, really hasn't stopped misting all day, so what can you do? Um, so tell us what you uh, what you drove and uh, what you're hearing. Uh, so I came in my 1991 Honda Beat. Uh, and Yellow over zebra, is that what you yes, call it? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's... That's the perfect way to describe it. Uh, the stock Zebra interior. It's got a few modifications on it. It's got uh, Mugen suspension and uh, Fujitsubu exhaust, um, and then some old uh, Type 11 Sentra wheels from like German tuner wheels from the the early early 90s. Uh, I was commenting on those because they're so perfect for the car, but I've never seen one with it. Um, and you said you got them Craigslist for next to nothing. Oh, I think I paid like 80 bucks for them on Craigslist, <laughs> but this was like probably 10 or 12 years right. ago. And I had to go through a whole refurb on them because they were just hammered. And what size are they? 14. Oh, wow. So they look the, smaller. The Beat originally came with a 13-inch front and a 14-inch rear wheel. Staggered yeah. for performance, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For all the torque that this thing's putting out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what tires are you running? Uh, they are some tires I got off of eBay. Um, <laughs> You're looking at them now, trying to yeah, figure I'm it out. Yeah, like, well, maybe I can read the name of them from here, but <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come back with that. So. <laughs> yeah, because 14s are always a challenge. Um, and I don't know about the width of these wheels, but um, yeah, anyways. 
Yeah. So what's it, uh, what's it like owning a beat and how long have you had it? It's kind of newer to you, right? Yeah. I got it about a year ago. Um, it, it's one of those cars that if you don't like talking to people, you probably shouldn't own one. Right. Um, like pretty much everywhere I go, uh, people are interested in it in one way or another, even non-car people. Like you go to the gas station, you're like, what is that thing? You know, like, first of all, you got out of the wrong side of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I had a guy in a big lifted Ford truck pull up to me the other day and I... I figured it was going to be a confrontational type scenario. <laughs> and he rolled down the window. He's like, hey, man, you're on the wrong side of your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he just yeah. took off. Yeah, uh, got to love that. So it's, it's a very, very entertaining and friendly car to own. I bet. And uh, I had about three or four people ask if it's a Del Sol or something related to a Del Sol. I'm like, nah, it's definitely not. <laughs> not, not even close, but... I can see if it's your only connection to that type of Honda. It's your mind goes to Del Sol. Um, yeah, they're really cool, and uh, I think you you and I were talking about it. We have a friend in the Bay Area with one, uh, Richard Chen. Uh, what's up, Richard? And uh, he drives his a lot and really loves it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually very easy to drive. Yep. Once once you're in it, there's a lot of room. <laughs> so once the Vaseline wears off and you <laughs> well, slide it never in. really wears off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone ever buy more than one thing of Vaseline? I think you just have that for a life, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Any tub is a lifetime. Support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of stuff here up in Vendor Row where we're sitting now. And um, there's a very nice 993 Turbo with yellow. It's yellow over yellow wheels i didn't even look in the interior i imagine it's looks like a tan da- dark brown dash um and then uh there's a new bronco over the yonder there's a 911 safari car because of course there is and then there's this uh insane king of the hammers uh i don't even know how to describe it it's it's a totally custom tube frame thing right that's not a based on anything right no i, b- I believe that's just a full like, full rock, custom like buggy buggy i think yeah insane like listening to it come out of the trailer uh, was just uh yeah like bombs going off a bunch of cool uh adventure rigs and stuff and so this is where we'll be for radwood uh pacific northwest in one week's time i don't know when this is coming out for you to listen to it but uh so we've got a lot of a lot of good uh feedback from people people are stoked on radwood and kind of also people who have never heard of it which is kind of funny you live in a bubble where you think everyone's kind of heard of all the car stuff and there's people out there that have never heard of radwood and that's why we're here so um lane made some rad posters that people are stoked on we're giving out stickers and stuff so it's been it's been good but yeah we're uh it was cool walking around uh just a little while ago checking out all the cars and stuff here and um for people who have never been to dirtfish it is on the site of an old lumber mill and it is massive. I mean, the the actual property itself is probably, I don't know, half a mile wide. I'm, I don't even know. Well, the property actually from where we're sitting yeah. up here at the up and actually like the, the building that's here, the, the office building, um, the office building that's here is actually used in when they film Twin Peaks. That's right. Um, so up here at the main area, uh, from here, the, the property goes back probably a mile and a half or two miles that that's that what direction. i was thinking yeah so they have an off-road course for like uh, doing off-road trucks um uh, one of the part uh, avance does a lot of things out here with like the avance off-road and and teaching people to drive over obstacles and doing things like that um and then dirtfish has multiple courses that run 
uh, out into the woods uh, in in different directions, uh, and uh, so they've got a lot of a lot of things that they do here, in addition to like the rally school. Right. Yeah. And if I mean I know most of our listeners have heard of Dirtfish, and they're basically the best rally school. I'll throw it out there in the world. I don't know of many others, and uh, their facility is is really amazing. Um, and another cool part of it, and something that we're going to be using for Radwood, is this. Uh, they call it the Planer Building, and it is a huge barn. I mean, I don't even know how tall it is at the peak, but I it's, would say it's, it's probably like, a three story building. Yeah, at least, guess, by at least, at I'd it. say three or four. Yeah, uh, story building, and um, it's massive inside and so cool to look at. Um, the lighting isn't great in there for part of it, but there's some areas that are really, really cool and industrial. And so in there is part of the car show as well, um, mainly Subarus. <laughs> um, in fact, this whole show is mainly Subarus, which, you know, that makes sense. Uh, Dirtfish is sponsored by Subaru and uses all their products for their schools and stuff. But there's a bunch of other stuff as well, including... The owners, I'm guessing it's his, his kind of, um, I don't know, leftovers <laughs> is, is like his stash. We were calling it his like automotive rest home because it's all these kind of like half done projects or just cars that aren't maybe super important to him, but he doesn't want to throw away or sell. And uh, they're taking up the corners of this building. And it's so rad because I think as car guys, especially for people from places where these types of properties aren't common like if you live in a city or expensive property everywhere you can't afford a barn you walk into a barn that's literally the size of like i don't even know uh, i'm gonna say like three safeway uh shop you know supermarkets that's like the floor of it and it has cars tucked in all these different corners including a super dusty mercedes-benz 190 cosworth and it is I, I took video and pictures of it. I'll post it, but I've never seen one like that. And it looks pretty much stock and like someone has just parked it in this barn, which is also exposed to the elements and just covered in dust and bird shit and everything. So, um, I feel like I just heard all of the collective listeners of the, of the podcast <laughs> groan at once. They're like, oh. Well, someone mentioned to me that was, <laughs> that had told me about it. They said that they think the owner has like 10 of these 190 E Cosworths. So it's not like it's his only one or he needs to restore this one or anything. It's almost like if you have 10, one should probably be the bird shit dust car. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, you have, and then, uh, then you can park your perfect uh, 190 Evo next to it in, you know, for that contrast. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool. I hope it's – I don't think it's going anywhere. So I hope we can kind of integrate that into uh, a Radwood display. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if we can make that happen. Um, yeah, so uh, you've been up here Pacific Northwest for a while, right? Yeah, I moved uh, to the Northwest in 95, so been here for a few years. Yeah, a long time. Um, and has it changed much? Is it getting, like, it feels like everywhere is either, like, getting busier or you get a lot of influx from COVID, people moving up here, like the Boise effect. Have you feel like that's happening? I feel like what you're talking about with the Boise effect, I think that's been happening in the Northwest for a while. I yeah. think there's a lot of people that... that either give up or don't want to live in California anymore and start moving their way north for, so they can either own a home or buy real estate or, you know, uh, and so that, that's been happening for a long time. And I think we're seeing like, like now it's, uh, like traffic's pretty bad. Like yeah. we didn't used to have really bad traffic and now 
it's gotten uh, it's gotten gotten pretty tough to get around during the week. Um, you just kind of learn, like I'm sure in California, you just learn like, okay, like I need to go here. I'm not going to do it on a Friday night. Right. You know, right. the like, flow, the flow is one thing. And yeah, for us and like in Santa Cruz, we have beach traffic on certain days. It's just like, you can't do that route or whatever you might want to do. It's like, no, that's not going to work. So yeah, you kind of know to pick your battles. Um, yeah. And also like weather wise, I know it's, it's, we're in the Pacific Northwest, it rains and all that stuff. Um, clearly they didn't plan for this, this time of year. We're, um, mid September here and it's, just kind of lucked or didn't luck out with the weather. <laughs> and they were supposed to have those helicopters you were talking about. were supposed to come here and do these like thrill rides where people had paid. I think it was a charity donation to then get picked up and go blast around the mountains here and then come back. So unfortunately it's so kind of overcast and misty that they can't land, I guess. So that's kind of a little bit of a bummer, but what can you do? Um, so we're also here, uh, you're also here because of Avance, who you're a member of. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And we also have an R32 Skyline next to us as well. It's an 89 in like a, a gr dark gray, kind of like a dolphin gray. Um, and the owner is super cool. He brought it over from Japan in 2015, if I remember correctly. And he wrote a story about it. And he even lives near the shipping channel where the car was shipped on the boat through the channel and he went out when it came by at night to like see the boat <laughs> with his car on it. So, uh, cool car. He's uh, super proud of it. And, uh, for good reason, it's got some modifications uh, that were done in Japan. And I think he said it's 415 horsepower to the wheel. Um, and it looks like a pretty, pretty rad car. A lot of attention for both this car, which is a Skyline and it's rad. It's an R32, but then your car, I mean, I would say it's kind of the star of the show over <laughs> over in this corner. Um, yeah, like Motul has a, a, a BRZ rally car from Dirtfish that they're displaying. And then Avance has Adam's CTSV wagon, which is great. But the Beat, uh, everyone is walking up to this thing and, like, wants to see it. And maybe they've never seen one before, they've never even heard of it before, or they've seen it and they want to ask you a bunch of questions, right? Yeah, yeah. In including we had a literal giant <laughs> come by earlier. Not kidding, probably 6'8". I'm going to say six, almost seven yeah, foot. He was a tall man. Super tall, basketball player, height guy. And he's looking at the beat, I'm like, there's no chance, buddy. Yeah, he was just, asking his girlfriend if they should get one. Yeah, and I all I could all I could see was like a mound in the convertible top when he tried. I know, I know. But then it, also, if you were trying to sell yours, you'd go, "We, you should totally get one. We'll figure it out. You know, right. it'll yeah. fit, no problem. Just put the top down. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Like you'll see right over the right over the windshield. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell me about your uh, the world of throttle grotto these days. Uh, let's see here. Well, I I got the uh i don't know if you if i've talked to you since i picked up a dotson uh convertible i picked up a, a dotson roadster oh, that cool. i found uh on an island about 15 miles from my house nice uh, i'd been sitting for about 20 years wow and uh so the amount of filth in that car was any rust i mean that's uh, the big concern yeah for that there was on a an island bit. a dotson roadster on an island it's well like, yeah fortunately it was a uh, island uh freshwater oh it, so okay. it didn't have salt water around it gotcha um, I might be wrong on that. <laughs> now that I'm thinking I, I, about it. Now you could just go along uh, with it. Let's just go along with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it was a little bit, a little bit of rust on the rockers. Um, a tree had fallen on it. Oh, that's crushed all. Crushed one of the fenders. Um, uh, I there was unknown 
substances in the trunk oh. Oh. Uh, when I brought it home. What do you think it was? Um, well, I found out. Oh, but uh, at the time when you bought it, it when, was I, when I bought it, I opened the trunk and it was literally filled to the top with with leaves and debris and and like parts and all that kind of stuff. And I got it home, pulled it in the garage, and uh, it wasn't running at the time. Yeah. And I backed it in and went inside to grab something, and I came back out, and out of one of the rocker panels on the side in the trunk, this black goo started dripping out of the rocker panel. And I'm like, oh like, worst-case scenario, God. I'm like, there's a body in this trunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it might be an animal. It yeah. might be a human. I don't yeah. know. I got like, I only paid in her bucks for this car. But by the way, that's a small <laughs> human to fit in a Datsun trunk. Oh, very small. <laughs> so they're thinking child. Yeah, it could have been a dwarf. It's, <laughs> and no one wants to buy a used car with a dead dwarf in it. That's known. And do they even mark that on Carfax? Is that on I there? I don't think that gets, I don't think it gets tracked. <laughs> it doesn't get flagged? No. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started, like, taking everything out of the trunk very tentatively. And uh, what I found was that there was a super old container of oil that uh. had been in there. And it broke open and was just oozing through all of, like, the pine needles and dirt and everything else that was in the trunk. Oh, my God. So... Uh, I guess that could have been, could have been worse. I, I was the best case scenario <laughs> of that, <laughs> Yeah, I think. I know, right. It's like, yeah, okay. So... Uh, clean that up and then what's the goal for that um it's just going to be a patina driver okay kind of i i bought some new seats for it because the seats that were in it were just destroyed the whole interior was just trashed yeah so like i did interior of like i got a bunch of trunk carpets from the junkyard and cut those all up to make carpet because the carpet kits for those cars are like like 800 bucks oh really i was like uh huh. i don't have 800 bucks to spend on carpet but i do have 30 dollars to go to pick apart and get a bunch of trunk carpets yeah um and since i'm not painting the whole car i'm just gonna probably just clear coat it and okay. just leave it patinaed because it's it's got uh i think four different paint jobs on it nice and what color is it mainly <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's like a pale yellow oh cool that's kind of uh, cool yeah it's kind of a cool but then it's got some blue showing through they painted it uh sora blue at one point and then two two layers of silver and uh Okay. So it's it's definitely a survivor. Yeah, yeah. And how far off is it from running? Um I actually drove it uh about 3 weeks ago. Oh wow. Um and it's 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 still pretty sketchy. Um <laughs> uh, but I did a 300ZX brakes on the front. Okay. Uh there's a kit that you can buy that uh, adapts the aluminum 300ZX calipers to the to the Datsun. Um Yeah, I had to make an exhaust, had to you know, I still got to get the carb tuning figured out and, mm. and get those. The brakes are still a little sketchy. I haven't got all those dialed in yet. And mm. engine quite doesn't run. You know, the carb's got to be synced and stuff like that. So right. winter projects. Yeah. But next yeah. next spring, it should be should be a fun just cruise around town type car. Cool. That's really cool. And uh, so you got the Beat. You got the Dodson Roadster. Uh, are you still racing? Are you getting out there? Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I, I kind of hung up my rally cross hat. I just had too many irons in the fire and I figured that, uh, you know, the, the, the least amount of driving time for the most amount of money was probably the, the way to, you know, save, skip, save some sanity on that. Yeah. So what did, uh, what cars did you campaign in rally cross? Uh, so I started with a Prius C. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it actually did did fairly well. I don't uh, want to hear, hear about that. I, I raced at Dirtfish here, uh, my first event with a Prius C, and at the end of two days of racing, uh, it was a, 
a focus, like a, a regular focus, like a two liter focus, a focus ST mm-hmm. and me, we were all within a second of each other after See, two I, years of racing. I think what this tells me is that you're a good driver. <laughs> I'm not going to give the Prius <laughs> any credit. <laughs> so, yeah. That very well could be. <laughs> all right. So Prius um, C. Uh, second year I campaigned a uh, Golf Mark II. Uh, I found like a $300 Golf and, and built that up. Nice. What and, happened to that car? Uh, I sold that because I wanted something that had a factory limited slip for racing in stock class. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was like I can either sell the car for 1500 bucks and take that 1500 and go buy something, which yeah. is what I ended up doing. Right. Uh, and I picked up a uh, 91 NX2000, mm-hmm. Nissan NX2000. Uh, and that was a, that was a really fun car, but I ended up having a lot of electrical issues with that car. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a a lot of times that car left me stranded on course. Uh, So at, at, at some point I was like, I'm done. I can't, I can't race this car anymore. Uh, and then I picked up a 95, uh, Focus ST, uh, the four door sedan. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that was like a one year only type deal that they did where it was, uh, Right, uh, like a two point three liter with a five speed. Oh, okay, and uh, like a pretty half. good good formula. Yeah, no, yeah. and it came with a factory, or it came. It came uh, yeah, it didn't come with a factory limited slip, but it had factory discs all the way around. Yeah, uh, I put a limited slip into that fairly cheap, and then raced that for a season, and I was like, you know, like twenty twenty hours of work for seven minutes of driving. Eh, I think I'm. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, like we were talking about, it's such a. Autocross, rallycross, all that stuff. It's it's like that, you know. It's the run work uh, formula, and you're lucky to get a couple runs in, maybe two groups. And then you look at the model of like lemons, and you know, four buddies can have 15 hours of race time, you know, and uh, a lot of setup too. Don't get me wrong; there's a lot of work for that as well, and um, that's a challenge, but. Yeah, that's tough, man. So what do you think about the future of racing for the the TG out there, Throttle Grotto? Are you going to get back in something or? Uh, well, right now, like I'm getting set up for, uh, I also race bicycles. Oh, okay. Uh, so cyclocross season's coming up. Uh, so I race cyclocross through the winter and then mountain bikes through the spring oh. and summer. Uh, but you know, it'd be fun to, to find something that uh, that I could do. You know, like uh, get a little bit more seat time versus how much you're how much you're spending and how much you're investing. Yeah. So probably what I'll where I'll end up is probably doing some track days. Uh, like a, you know, like SCCA is a great program. Track nights in America where you can, uh, I think it's like a hundred and fifty or hundred and sixty dollars, and I think it might even be a little bit less for SCCA members, but uh, you get like three twenty minute sessions. That's pretty amazing, and that's always it's it's literally at night. It's a night thing. Uh, I think they start in like the afternoon and go early evening through okay. the summer. Um, so where I guess they have to have a track with good lighting, obviously, and all that. But um, where do you do it here locally? Uh, the two tracks that do it here locally are Pacific Raceways uh, in Kent, and okay. then over in Shelton, we also have the Ridge. Mm. Um, the Ridge is a great track. Nice, I've um, never been. It's got a lot of elevation change, just a nice big corkscrew uh, right before the start finish. Um, long straightaway. Um, I've, I've driven the ridge a couple of times. Nice. Uh, I did an M car day out there. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great track. If you ever get a chance to, to run the ridge, it's cool. It's, they've done a lot of stuff to improve that uh, track and their facilities. And I, I think they're really trying to make it a world-class place to, to go race. 
Sounds great. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. I mean, most track days are about 350 bucks or more, um, depending on the group. And it sounds like kind of an equal amount of track time. I mean, three 20 minute sessions is what you're saying for the track night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it, and it, it like the tech was super easy. Um, they, they tried to do a pretty good job. I feel with like the safety briefings and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and it's just kind of go out there and you know, pick your own. You can run novice, advanced, or expert, whichever. You kind of self-seed in that regard. Okay. Um, and hopefully most people have a realistic seeding process instead of believing that they're the uh, right. know, that they're going to win the day. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then the types of cars that come out for that, I mean, obviously that has to do with seeding as well. Is there any limitations, or do they try to, like, have different nights for different types of cars or just no it's it's, run it's what you like brung, just kinda. run what you brung um yeah everybody like anything from a muscle car to a you know a hot hatch to prius you know, yeah prius <laughs> <laughs> uh a lot of subarus a lot of you know hondas yeah yeah that's cool um yeah it's always that it's that the balance of expense time commitment and then actual enjoyment of racing right so the Venn diagram, it's it's tough because, you know, I guess you can do a lot of track days and stuff, but that gets really expensive quick. The autocross stuff is inexpensive, but it's a lot of time and not a lot of racing. It's just a really and, – and also you can – as far as wheel-to-wheel racing, that's a whole different story. That's kind of why I did go-kart racing for a while um, because – and Lemons is, that, is great for that as well. But um, otherwise you're just racing against a clock, and it's fun and – it's competitive. It can be very, you know, nerdy and detailed, but um, to have those battles out on track is is harder to to find, you know. Yeah, and it's it's tough because like the competition of, of like when I was doing rallycross, but like that competition where you're like racing against people and the clock and like you're trying to get that at first place, you're trying to get podium or first place, like like that competition like is hard to replicate any other way. Right, and. Like to get seat time for something like that is very difficult as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the competition part of it, uh, I, I definitely miss like that portion of it where you're just out like, you know, no mechanical sympathy, you know, like full send every time. That's pretty fun. That was that was always that was always a great time. That's kind of yeah. I would do the go kart racing where you arrive and drive. They have the carts all set up and one hundred percent no mechanical sympathy. You're just hammering the cart as fast as you can go and. Uh, yeah, there's something to that as well. That's that's really cool. And I'd like to get back into lemons. Uh, I mean, ideally, we would just, yeah, buy a already built, pretty well done car and start there instead of what we've done in the past is buy cheap cars and get a cage and all do all this stuff. And then by the time you're done, it's it's not a super cheap thing anymore. So yeah, I would love to do that though. I think uh, a DWA team or a Radwood team should be uh, back in the mix. But, uh, yeah, well, that's a good little update from Dirtfish Summerfest. Um, thanks to Avance for hooking up some cars and putting us in touch with you once again. And um, I'm looking forward to next weekend for sure. Going to be interesting with the setup here because there's just so much space. This venue is, like, insanely huge. So it's fun to kind of think about what that's going to look like. But um, no doubt it'll be a good show. I mean, our sh- show in Tacoma a few years back was was awesome so looking forward to that and um yeah thanks for joining us 
Yeah, I was gl- glad to be here, and I'm I'm really looking forward to. I guess we can call it Radwood Week here up in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, where we'll make it a whole week. Everybody's everybody's getting ready, and the guys are. You guys are doing a uh, Avance uh, pre-party the night before? That's right. Avance pre-party. Um, it is free to attend, but you have to get a ticket. So hit us up if you're interested. And then um, uh, Bucky Lassick is doing uh, charity uh, thrill rides in a rally car here at Dirtfish, um, among other things. So we are going to have a really cool time. And even if you don't have a car to co- uh, bring, you can come out in your rad attire, of course, as always. And uh, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, right now I'm off to uh, Orcas Island tomorrow, and I'm sure I'll podcast up there with our buddy Dusty Snowman. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. See ya. See ya.